Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Wicked Curious Radio. I am your mystery maven, Roxy's Wicker from New England Curiosities, here with a show about the macabre, the mysterious, the strange and unusual. And I'm accompanied by the strange and mysterious and unusual <laughs> Ken. Macabre. Hello, macabre. everybody. <laughs> Self-describing yourself as macabre. That's right. We're bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I just got a lumped in there. We're, we're bringing it back. Yes, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. <laughs> and, of course, the Professor Lou Blassie back there. Yes. Who's uh, conjuring. Who's conjuring and learning how to crop on today's show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not really, but... How to... To uh, yeah. get the cameras in the perfect position. <laughs> yeah. Making it happen. <laughs> Making it all happen. But we'll just blame it on the full moon. Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my. I'm so jacked for tonight. <laughs> Are you? I am. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to watch this moon rise. Perfect. Did yeah. you see it last night? I, I didn't see it on the beach, but. We were, we were. Yeah, we were up in a gunquit last oh, yeah. night and watched it, and it was it was really light coming up, but then, um, you know, after like 20 minutes, you could really see it very, very well. Yeah. So it was quite nice. Yes. Yes. It was quite nice. It was. It was. It was nice sitting at the beach. Yes. And it, yeah. and now tonight the timing's perfect. And, you know, just past sunset. And, and it's gonna be nice out. Can watch the sunset and the moon mm-hmm. rise mm-hmm. in the same trip. It should be perfect. Yep. And we've already noticed that there's <laughs> strange things afoot with the full the moon. Already. Traffic getting here was crazy already. Yeah. People don't know what they're doing. Well, Mercury's Even still in retrograde, yeah. right? Or is it's that the over? Last, we're in the last day. Uh, oh, see, they're getting of it in. Mercury retrograde. Yeah. So today is on the yeah. roads already. Yeah. Yeah, it's cleaning it all up. Be glad to be gone with this Mercury retrograde. Yes. It's just been a, a, Finally. a, a little, it started out a little intense. A bit much. A bit much. But uh, we were we were on our way here and um, we we go halfway and then we, we end up carpooling because Ken has to go to work right after the show now. Yep. And uh, we're following each other and we're in Seabrook and we, we took a look and we noticed mm-hmm. that we're like, what's wrong with this picture? And um, there was a big Lincoln SUV and he was um, up over the curb on an island over the other side, and we think he totally just oh. drove drove over the traffic island and destroyed his car. Yeah, God. Instead of taking his corner as he should have, he went right over the traffic island. Uh, yeah. yeah, took the whole front end out of the underneath his SUV. Probably yeah. checking his stock portfolio. So, yeah, it was a Lincoln Navigator. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so shout out to that guy. Yeah. So he's he's having a bad full moon. Sorry about that, dude. Um, yeah, on the way on the way back. After we um, we hopped into carpool, all the police were around him, and he, he was standing out there with his, his arms wide open, like, I don't know what happened. Like, yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure what happened. So what did we got this week? We got Corona uh, Y2K, oh, okay. uh, COVID Y2K. We've got uh, right Friday the Thirteenth, right? We We've do. All kinds of doing full moon, full moon, Mercury retrograde, end of Mercury retrograde. Yeah, we should all self quarantine for, <laughs> right. for this week. It's, it's a cosmic soup out there. This yeah, week. Just stay home one yeah. day. Just stay home. And this is a real thing. If you ever talk to anybody who's worked in nursing homes, medical facilities. Uh, Crime. Yep. This is a real thing. They I know people. A real thing. I know people poo-poo it and mock it, but it's it, a yeah. real deal. It they, is. They want to debunk it, but they yeah. all swear it's true. Yeah. Co- uh, cops, some yeah. medical personnel. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. yeah. There's there's first responders, yeah. cops, uh, nursing homes. They'll tell you. Yeah. There's 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 no end to it. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, we, we figured we'd talk a, just a little bit about the full moon today, and mm-hmm. then um, we're going to come up with some uh, cool road trip ideas for you. 
as well because the, the weather's warming up nice, and yeah. things are starting to bloom. So we'll give you a, a, a little bit of insight. It's nice. We've turned the clocks ahead, so we get more daylight now yeah, already. Yeah. Gas prices are coming down. Loving Which it. Which is great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just about time to say goodbye to winter. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and Spring is here spring. early. I guess yeah. the groundhog is right. It's when she says that, though. Why? <laughs> when people say that. What? Because it's still March. There could be a yeah. foot of snow still <laughs> somewhere in I the know. future. I know. I'm, I'm saying the groundhog was right. Yeah. I'm try, trying to be positive. Yeah. Trying to be positive. Oh, the extended yeah. forecast is still looking pretty good, though. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a little good warmer, week. a little yep. warmer, so yep. I'm I'll going with it. that. Yep, I'll take it. Um, so this is the uh, the full moon in Virgo today. So if you are um, in the sign of Virgo, you might be feeling it, especially unlike our last full moon in Leo, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then when that moved out, everything kind of got crazy. But <laughs> it's a it's a good time to look after your health and to make sure that things that need endings get endings. So if you're wondering what the symbolism of this full moon is, um, it's also known as the full worm moon. So the Ooh, worms the are softening. Yep, the worms are starting to come up through the ground mm-hmm. and things are starting to bloom. So it's a really really good time to. To think about what it is that you're doing as far as intention setting goes, because so that means the ants will be coming out too. Then. No, not for another couple oh. months. Not for another couple months. <laughs> um, and it's also our last full moon of winter, because of course spring equinox is just a couple of weeks coming in on the 19th. Nice. Oh, so, that sounded so good. See, see, doesn't it seem <laughs> like good. you get yeah. kind of like We're you want to go with that? Almost there. Yep. We're almost there. We're in the home stretch. Um, but I do love the full moon. It, yes, it's really cool. Super moon too. It is. A, it is one of our super moons. The um, superest moon of the year, I think. Is it the superest? I, mo- I thought. Think it, I think it might be the closest. Most thing. super it should be like supreme. Supreme moon. The supreme moon. But we have um, another super moon on um, Halloween, which mm-hmm. is really yep. super cool. So nice. Later super this moon year. cool. Yes, a little bit later this year. Mm-hmm. So very excited about that. Um, so we'll talk about the the full moon just a little bit. We're going to go back to the to the 16th century. We all remember that. The yeah. 16th oh century. yeah, I was there. Yeah, we were all there. Maybe in another life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Um, the Swiss Swiss physician, Swish, Swish, it's the moon. Uh, physician, astrologer, and our occultist Pericles wrote that, quote, mania has the following symptoms frantic behavior, unreasonableness, constant restlessness, and mischievousness. P- some patients suffer from it depending on the phases of the moon. According to University of Toronto psychiatry professor um, Eisenhoff and Bruce Ballion, in the 18th century, English legal philosopher Lord Blackstone defied the condition of lunacy as, quote, one who hath lucid intervals, sometimes enjoying his senses and sometimes not, frequently and depending upon the changes of the moon. So mm. we talk about how the, the moon might pull on us, but they believe that there is a simple explanation. Simple. For, a simple explanation for moon-induced behavior, which I actually do hear a lot about this theory um, from people that come to me for readings. And hmm. it's always, a, you can always just kind of tell when, when my reading appointments swell around the full moon or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we see it even, even yeah. with the tour around the full moon. Yeah, you can, little, you can always wacky. tell. Yeah. So uh, the explanation is, uh, before the advent of gaslighting at the beginning of the 19th century, the light of the full moon permitted outdoor activities that were otherwise impossible. Full moon nights are 12 times brighter under a clear sky than at first or last quarter, and therefore it is likely that people who stayed up later and slept less rest of the time. Hmm. So even partial sleep deprivation can cause 
mania. Mm-hmm. There's that word again, mania. Mania with mania. And that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it is plausible that sleep disturbance during a full moon may function as positive feedback once a manic episode has begun in a predisposed person. Hmm. So it may not be the full moon. It just may be the, the mania of the extra bright moon. It could so be, it's kind of a trigger for yeah. someone with a condition. Right. And right. there's probably a lot of people out there with conditions who don't even know it. That is true. Oh, Sarah. They're all crazy out there. <laughs> Listen to her. Sounds like me when she was. Uh-oh. Sarah, you don't need a full moon. You're like that <laughs> all the time anyways. Don't blame the moon. <laughs> she is a full moon, right? And I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> we say that with love. We do. We do. Um, oh, uh, yes. Same in the insurance disability world. Yep, Sarah said that. Oh, right. So, I don't know. It's it, it's it's kind of cool, though, because when you, like, yesterday, even when we were at the beach, like, People go. They go for the full moon rise. You can right. see it just draws people out. They feel like they need to connect with that yeah, energy. A bunch of people or... sitting around the beach and just waiting for the moon to come up. Mm-hmm. If you don't get that kind of thrill with the moon when it's low and it's got that orange glow oh. you know, from the atmosphere and it's are, magnified by the atmosphere. Are you really living if that If that doesn't don't? stop you, I don't right. know, you have no soul. I, 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 <laughs> I think, I think it's you're just, right. It's an incredible sight. It is. Yeah. It is. Every time, too. Yeah. Well, I, I always, I always wanted to, and I, you know, it's we'll we'll never know, but to be on another planet to see, you know, a planet that has multiple moons like that, because we just oh, have one. Someone may find out. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can't. I can't even imagine. Well, we'll stand on the moon and just watch the Earth rise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when would you say you first started noticing the moon? Like, what were what were some of your your rites and rituals? Oh my goodness, I must have moon? been a little kid, obviously. Yeah. So, what'd you do? But um. This might be stealing your story, but I think this is true of a lot of people. Oh, great. It's my own. <laughs> just watching the moon follow you when you're out and traveling in the car at night. Oh, that is stealing kid. my story. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so true. I But I that's an early memory as a mm-hmm. kid, just watching it follow with us. I'm like, how mm-hmm. is it doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. So that's probably one of my very first. Yep. I lived, uh, I lived rather suburbanly on the outskirts of town and you get mm-hmm. to a certain age where the kid and the parents let you out past the street lights <laughs> yeah. and you guys are hanging out at night and then all the moon, the moon starts coming out of those trees or above mm-hmm. the trees and that's it's, pretty it's cool. big and it's orange and mm-hmm. it's like just captures you right there it does yeah. it does because i mean it, it only happens really you have to have the right conditions or look we'll put up the the super and the super moon ah. yeah but yeah, I, I'm always disappointed when the the weather is is bad and you can't see the oh, full yeah. moon. I feel like I'm just I just missed out. Like you just you, the weather just took it away. Like right. Angry. right. I'm this like, week because this is something I watch and I get so excited and I big super moon and uh, so I check the time and the moon rise and it's perfect. It's right mm-hmm. after sunset, less mm-hmm. than an hour after sunset, mm-hmm. and I'm an 800 foot walk from the beach. Yep. And so I. About a half an hour later, I said, oh, God, what's cloud cover going to be like? Yeah. And it turns it's going to be great tonight. Mm-hmm. So, nice. Yeah. So time to... Time but those to are the days. You get wet, you get wound up for a good moonrise, and then, you know, then the clouds come in. I know. Yeah. That's awful. Not good. Yeah, I hate when it happens. Yeah, I hate, I hate it should, that. Too. It looks like it's going to be good tonight, though. No, it should be mm-hmm. it should be perfect. So we'll, we'll have to tell you about it when you're at yeah. work. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, it, you know, we're fortunate growing up around here, too, if you're close to the ocean at all. Yeah. It's, it's easy to go see a moonrise unobstructed. 
Yeah. Well, that's the best of the both worlds, yeah. you know, if you can get it. Because I, I didn't grow up near the ocean. I, I was landlocked in yeah. Western Mass, so yeah. it was always over, you know, over the hills and over the mountains you'd see. It's still yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. oh, it's gorgeous. The, yeah. the advantage to a sea rise, though, you know, on the ocean is that you can almost see the earth turn. It yeah. just it happens so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, watching it come out of the ocean mm-hmm. that you get you get an idea of the yeah, rotation of the earth. Yeah, because it comes up to the side, so you do get mm-hmm. You, you get can actually feeling. watch it happen. It's you see the movement. Down. You see the growth. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Salem, so we just go down someplace like the Willows or something and yep. look right out there, and it, mm-hmm. there it was. Oh, that's awesome. It's way cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Moonrises from mountaintops are pretty cool, too. Yeah. No, they, that is they're really all cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah, they're all cool. But yeah. well, you, get a, you get a good view up on a mountain, too. Well, we were out on um, Star Island a few years ago when we were checking out the ghost stories out on, on Star, and we had spent a couple of days oh, this out the coolest, there. This is the coolest, actually. And we watched the sun set over Rye, New Hampshire, which was beautiful, just yep. beautiful and from the turn, island. And turn right around. And yep. then we just turned right around, and the full moon was coming up to our left yep. over White Island. So that's pretty incredible. So it was just, you could just really get a sense of things yep. out there. And it was, it was perfectly clear. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've got that gift on the northern point of Plum Island because Newburyport Harbor is behind us. So mm-hmm. right. a, the horizon is a long way away, so it's always a great sunset. Oh, yeah. And then you just you literally just turn around and the moon rises there. And we were lucky to see that down Cape Cod, too. Yeah. See, I don't remember that. Ken keeps telling this story. When we were down the she Cape, was driving, and I don't I guess, remember so this story. So we didn't story. stop, but yeah. the sun went down over Mass Bay. And you turn around and over the ocean was upcoming the moon. It was, it was the coolest thing. So where were we... Looking at Mass Bay, I don't remember. Were we in we Easton, we, we Orleans? Were, we were coming down. What's up that way? It's um, Wellfleet. Well, we were probably up Wellfleet or um, what's even the next town up? Tro- no, Truro's on the other side. Well, we were Truro. Provincetown. It was. It was because we were coming out and it was really narrow through the dunes. Mm-hmm. So we must have been up towards Provincetown. Oh, it was probably Wellfleet then. Yeah. Okay. And um, the sun was going down as we're going along. You could see it going down over over Mass Bay, mm-hmm. and then we're driving along, we look over that way, and I'm like, hey, there's the moon coming up now. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty neat. Somehow I don't remember that. <laughs> we should have stopped. Yeah, I yeah. I, was, I remember that. You might have been preoccupied. With I was something. probably preoccupied yeah, with yeah, driving. Traffic there. in the road and all. Yeah. Dark. Looking for animals. What this... They have like the nights of the rabbits down on the Cape, yes, when, particularly when it's a full moon. When I, when I used to live on the Cape, particularly when it's a full moon, if it's the height of summer, because there are so many rabbits on the Cape, they mm-hmm. just they're out in, in force in the streets. Out, are the rabbits out more, or you just see them more? No, they're out more. Okay. they're yeah. out more like in the road and everything. The roving gangs. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I still don't remember that, yeah, but Roving okay. gangs of rabbits. What? Yeah. I wonder if we'll have the coyotes out tonight. Oh, how long the Coyotes mm. on Plum Island, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had, um, we've just had, I was just reading, uh, we had a, a couple of coyote sightings in Portsmouth in people's mm-hmm. yards. Oh, really? So, yeah, so they're oh, so out. Coming to town. They're foraging. <laughs> yeah, well, out for some culture, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So, so our point is to get out, see the full moon. If you've got crystals, put your crystals on a tray. Who cares what your neighbors say? Put it out under the full moon. Um, we do. We, um, my circle and I, we do uh, full moon water. Mm-hmm. So we put water out there. It's good for just kind of clearing away any negativity. You throw some sage in there, and there's your, there's your recipe for clearing out a negative space. You can oh, all nice. do it by the the light of the full moon. Mm. The light of the full moon. So. There you have it. Nice. Get to see it tonight. Not freeze it. anything off, which is the best part. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, this would be a good time of year, too. It won't be too cold, and it won't be too hazy because of the summer. So it's, it's a good time to see the full moon. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. 
So um, I had uh, just posted about a week ago a picture of the Equinox Hotel, which is in Manchester Village in Vermont. Um, we've been up through uh, Manchester Village a few times, uh, particularly going out to uh, Arlington and Sandgate, which yeah. we've we've talked about. Yeah, on, we were there not too long ago. Yeah, a summer or two ago. Uh, two summers ago, we were there for the Fourth of July. Right. Um, and the Equinox Hotel is absolutely beautiful. It opened up in 1769. So if you're um, heading out into Vermont, you really want to check out um, these little villages. Again, Arlington and uh, Manchester. And the Equinox is quite haunted. Um, back in uh, the 1970s, uh, early, I think it was late 1970s, they were doing some construction on the hotel, and there was a huge fire that broke out during construction, and they were able to save it, and there was some uncertainties as to whether or not the hotel would survive. Um, but the hotel is pretty famous uh, for one guest who was often there and allegedly hasn't checked out yet, well. <laughs> um, Mary Todd Lincoln. And oh, no. the hotel is said to be haunted by her ghost. Celebrity ghost. Yep. Yeah. And in she, Vermont. Yep. And she would often go there after, um, of course, the assassination of President Lincoln. Hmm. So um, it's an absolutely beautiful, huge, I mean, just glamorous place. You might uh, kind of imagine it akin to the Wentworth by the Sea, but it's actually a bit older. So if you are, are heading out there, you might want to check out the Equinox. It's absolutely amazing. And um, there's lots of little places to to eat. In uh, Manchester, we had checked out. There was a, a little, it was like an Irish pub there we had gone to right yeah, down the street. Yeah, especially in season, there's a lot going yep, on there. So, yep, so there's... I mean, there's like stores and shops and all these little historic houses. Yeah, it's one of those uh, little towns that you can just kind of uh, park you like and walk a to. smaller scale Freeport, you know. It's, really? You think it's like Freeport? Well, with the little houses in the store, you know, stores and the little houses and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's kind of neat. It, it is kind of neat. So um, it's it's a different vibe, but yeah, yeah. It's um, it's almost like a little pass through. I don't think uh, a lot of people were were really stopping there. I think people kind of think about going to you know Bennington and things like that, mm -hmm. other little towns over there. Um, so did how, how did Mary Todd Lincoln land in Manchester Village, Vermont? I would suppose that I, there was a luxury was, hotel there, and it was it was yeah, the yeah. perfect place for her to yeah. to to visit at the time. I mean, it was it's it's a very grand hotel. I don't know if um you were able to find any any pictures of yeah, it. Yeah, not really sure about how she would have found it, but I mean, a lot of people would get away to the mountains for health back in those times. You know, health and to feel better and get away. The mountain air is supposed to be better for you. Well, and and in I, the springs. Yeah, and I would think there would be no better place to <laughs> to go and and get some great mountain air than over in Vermont. Right. And you know, it wasn't. I mean, seventeen, you know, sixty nine. That was probably one of the you know the first outposts that were out there. Yeah. Back in its day. Right. And um, it's 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 quite it's elegant and it's quite beautiful and. It's a nice little town. Well, I mean, the hotel itself. Oh, of is, course, it's, it's gorgeous. Is, yeah, it's quite amazing, and they have um, quite the restaurant there. And now it's like this this whole resort, and I I just love that. You know, you can get a ghost that's connected to to the presidency. <laughs> I think it's pretty. I think it's one yes. of the places we've got to put on our our list to go and stay. We'll have to go and yeah, check it out for ourselves. Well, in in according to the locals, they believe that it's it's one of the most haunted hotels in in Vermont, mm -hmm. which I think is great. Um, let's see, uh, uh, President Roosevelt gave a campaign speech out on the front lawn. Did he did? Um, there's been uh, many notable presidents who have stayed there over the years. Um, Taft, Grant, uh, Benjamin Harrison have all been there, 
and it's um it's just it's so beautiful and stately it has you know mm-hmm. the big columns and um sure why let's see she first visited the equinox during the summer of 1864 she made reservations to visit again the following year with her husband and a special suite was even constructed in anticipation of their visit wow but before he could visit whoops he was Ken, whoops. Whoops, did make That's it. That's terrible. Before he could visit, she was, um, of course, he was assassinated and she was left alone. And there are many reports of employees and guests alike seeing her wandering through the hotel. Um, and Amazing place. It, it, oh, it's absolutely stunning. And um, folks have said that they've heard whispers and felt cold chills. And people that have been staying in the rooms have said they found things moving around. Even while they were sleeping, the lights had been turned on. And, of course, you know, did she like it so much that she never left? Or was she... Well, it sounds like it was a favorite spot of hers to go. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, was she sad that, you know, Lincoln never got to visit the place? Mm-hmm. Any Anybody's guess. And... And, um, just a ghostly getaway. Just, just right. a ghostly getaway. And her son, um, Robert Todd Lincoln, enjoyed the area so much. He actually built his summer house down the road. It was called the Hill Dean, just down the road from the Equinox. So, um, you know, the family was was close in the area. So they, they had a local connection. So they had, they definitely had that local connection. But um, it is uh, absolutely majestic. And you can uh, check out also the article again I posted about a week ago about the equinox and um, you can take a look at some of the construction photos there but yeah that's um that's one of our our haunted places for you to go and check out as you're planning your i guess early uh early spring vacations or getaways oh look at that great picture there as if you needed much of an excuse to go to vermont it's just, i don't it's need so an nice. excuse to really go to nice. vermont i love vermont yeah, it's a nice country it is oh look at those cars that was amazing I love, I love oh those. god I don't have a year on that photo. Oh, it's, it's got to be 19 yeah. teens there, right. at least. Yeah. Oh, just incredible. And what a great name, too. Equinox. Yep. Equinox. Yeah, I posted it because the spring equinox, equinox was coming. Get it? So mm-hmm. equal day, equal night. And the equinox. E- yep, so, so that would be your, your perfect haunted getaway. Yeah. Equally, for, equal and Knox yep. night. Yep. Thanks, thanks, Ken. Yeah, just helping help, help out there. Mir- Miriam Webster over there. Right. I said that's you know it's all about it's all about balance. So, what? Balance. Don't don't give me weird eyes over there. <laughs> Jeez, what kind of co-host are you acting like uh, over there? It's the full moon, isn't it? That's, <laughs> yep. Blame it on the full moon. Yeah. Mercury and Blame it on Mercury. It's not me at all. No responsibility here. So there's there is your spring equinox getaway to the haunted equinox. I'm excited. All right. One of the things that um, we had been trying to get to um, last year, and it just didn't work out. We didn't get to travel as much as we wanted last year, but this year we will, um, is uh, Gillette Castle, which is located in uh, Connecticut at a state park. And it is absolutely amazing. A lot of people believe that Gillette Castle is haunted as well. And, um, of course, it was built by Connecticut native William Gillette, who was known for his 
portrayals of Sherlock Holmes on stage. Mm-hmm. And um, at the turn of the 20th century, he spent more than $1 million to build Gillette Castle, which is this beautiful uh, stone structure lo- located in East Haddam, Connecticut. And they just they, it's one of those places they just managed, again, much like the Equinox, to hang on to. Um, we, we found so many of these places that have either ended up in ruins uh, or, yeah, or they were mismanaged and it's it's so it's so unfortunate yeah i mean we found that up uh, along the lakes region there with Kimball Castle. Yeah, which is just a shambles. That's unfortunate. Right, which, which is uh, so close in in time frame to Gillette Castle yeah. that it's it's not it's not going to survive whatsoever. Um, unfortunately, but it's great because it is um, it's state park. I mean, I, even in style, it's it's very similar to Kimball Castle. Well, that's, yeah. that's what I was saying. So, um, of course, it's another place. Uh, you know, allegedly haunted. You know, we have to we have to have an open mind <laughs> when it comes to that. Um, but it is absolutely incredible. It was um, it took five years to build. It was complete in 1919. It was built out of fieldstone, which you know again very very much like Kimball Castle. But it also creates you know a, a lot of problems as wind and weather get in. It's it's not really a great material for you know for any type of longevity there, unfortunately. Uh, of course, the way the castle was designed is you would, you would go in and there was a grand entryway there. Um, each of the 47 doors that he had built inside the castle had a particular puzzle to them. Mm. So puzzling, isn't it? Ooh. It's puzzling. puzzling. <laughs> so um, you would uh, have to unlock the door by completing the wooden puzzle in oh, the door. Interesting. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Which is, you know, I, I kind of... Unless I, it's late at night, you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> then you're in trouble. Well, yeah. you, don't, you don't put a puzzle on the bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. You just, Good uh, design feature. Yeah. Well, I think you'll like the other design feature that it had. Of course, it had a disappearing bar. Real? Because it was prohibition time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Not going to stop him. No, no. Get the money. I prefer well, a reappearing bar, but. <laughs> and um, he did. I'm sure it did both. I'm sure, I'm sure it did too, but a great disappearing bar. And he also had, um, I don't know, voyeuristic tendencies. He had, oh. he had mirrors where he could uh, view people from his bedroom hmm. to, to see uh, who was coming in and. Um, just very, very strange. So you could spy on people he down the spy, hall, yeah, around the could, corner. Yeah, he could hmm. spy on what people were doing. The doors, I'm, I just put up a picture you see oh, in a you? second of the locking doors, and they're very intricate. They are indeed. Yeah. Yep, isn't it gorgeous? Yep. So you've got to do woodwork. the puzzle. Isn't it beautiful? That's awesome. Yeah, see, I just, I love the, the little quirks that some of these places have that you just, you don't get that anymore. Yeah, yeah, nobody does that anymore. No, yeah, the nobody. Puzzle locking door. No, just that that amount of, of thought and just the woodwork itself is just really incredible. Um, so, of course, uh, besides that, he also had uh, going through the castle a railroad. So there were there were tunnels and doorways for the the train to move throughout the castle. Like was, a miniature train. Yeah, like a miniature train, which is pretty cool um, to kind of keep it going. Uh, he didn't have any um, any children. He never married. Of course, with all those mirrors, he was probably keeping himself pretty entertained. Right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, 
the state of Connecticut actually ended up um, with the castle and then again uh, made it into a park. They did, you know, renovations to it and uh, they're still doing their best to, to keep it up. But there, um, there are said to be some, some ghosts that wander about and perhaps it's him and his guests. Maybe it's one of those sites for a residual haunting, kind of like a psychic impression again mm-hmm. playing itself over and over. But what a place, huh? Isn't it incredible? You can see he you know, might want to stay with his grand castle that he lived in. Oh, sure. Why not? Why not? Oh, there he is. Well, that's not such a small railroad. Well, it's smaller. I mean, you can ride on it. It's not like, uh, you know, no, HO scale or anything. It's, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a rideable train. But look at that, that cool tunnel. That is way cool. Yeah, that's really, really cool. He's looking all dapper there in his white suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what an interesting character, though. Huh? I'll say, you know, kind of like a you know a, a John Hammond there, you know, yep. just built yeah, all yeah. his his quirks into his castle. I mean, and just what type of person, you know, are you to actually build a, a stone castle? Mm-hmm. I like, mean, well, that's they, and they could afford to be rich and retired. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> right. that's the kind of person you're. <laughs> I mean, you just it, people just don't do that anymore. No, I mean, never mind. It's cost prohibitive. Well, that was but like the the era they did it, though. Yeah, you know, Castle in the Clouds. Oh yeah, all that. Yeah. Yep, Kimball Same Castle. Idea. Yep. Oh, it's just incredible. Probably about Ma- status as much as anything else. I would say. Yeah. Or legacy, actually. You think? Because a lot of these things they built, they knew it they'd be around for a while. Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. that would be true. Or at least hope they'd be around for a while. Yep. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Interior. Isn't that incredible? <sighs> wow. Yeah, real, just the, the wood and the stone and the staircases. Of, of course. Looks you, like the world's best hunting lodge. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Giant moose head in there somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. now just, you know, just picture his ghost coming down the yeah. stairs. You know, maybe perfect he, place for a ghost story. Maybe he built it thinking that, you know, this would be the perfect place for him to be in the afterlife. Right. Which which is not really a stretch for some stories because no, they're in those times, right. depending you know on the prevailing what they were what they believe what their beliefs were. Why why not build a, a grand place? And spiritualism was pretty mm-hmm. big back then, where your your spirit could inhabit. So very cool. So that's on um, our list for hopefully at some point uh, this year to get out and and check it out. Um, last year it just unfortunately didn't work out. We were trying to get out there in the summer, and uh, if we do go, of course we'll. Bring back a, a full report and oh, of course. stories of, of food and cheer and who knows say, the what Local else. restaurants, too. Well, absolutely. We've got to make a day out of it. Well, we always make a <laughs> right. day out of a it. A day, a night, a yeah, couple we'll days. See if we can uh, look at that. Where's Manchester Village, Vermont, approximately? Any idea? Uh, so it's over <coughs> near Arlington. It's kind of close to the New York border. I'd okay. say it's, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes to New York. Okay. On the southern end yes. of Vermont? Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah. Southern, yep. southern west, yep. yeah. Check out the... I mean, it's not too far out of, like, Bennington. No, it's not that far out of Bennington. <laughs> Maybe half hour. Look at that. Isn't that incredible? Just look at those handles and the yeah. artistry of, of the door locks. You gotta, you gotta solve this mm-hmm. riddle. Yeah, I mean, there's door. lots to see over there. There's that mountain you can drive up with the yes. monastery on top. And Well, and it has the, the, the dog that's buried up there, right. the mountain dog that was there as well, which, which we've talked about that on a previous show as well. Right, but he's buried on that mountaintop. Yep, so you can you can check that out in, on a previous episode. Maybe run into a dog ghost. <laughs> a dog ghost. Oh, my goodness. Well, with, with that bit of wisdom, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. Hopefully you'll, you're still listening after that. <laughs> and uh, you're listening to Wicked Curious Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
For the best and curious entertainment, you have to check out New England Curiosities, located in the historic city of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. New England Curiosities offers tales and tours of folklore, ghosts, and mysterious history with author and historian Roxy Zwicker, New Hampshire's longest-running and original ghost tour. Roxy has been entertaining the locals, visitors from away, and curious souls since 1994. New England Curiosities has been offering tours and special haunted events since 2002. Highly respected and thoroughly entertaining. You'll be talking about your experience for months to come. Discover why New England Curiosities is consistently on top of travel and tourism lists. Yankee Magazine calls the Shadows and Stones Graveyard Tour one of New England's top five cemetery tours. The Boston Globe says an experience with New England Curiosities is one of the three best alternatives to visiting Salem, Massachusetts. From scenic trolley rides to walking tours and speaking engagements, there's something for everyone. So join New England Curiosities and experience why they are consistently featured in the media, including television appearances on the History Channel and the Travel Channel. Check out the latest legendary tours and events from New England Curiosities at NewEnglandCuriosities.com. And be sure to like New England Curiosities on Facebook. Greetings to you, traveler. My name is Roxy Swicker, and you may have heard of me being referred to as Maine's Mystery Maven or even New England's Scary Godmother. Creativity and curiosity are in my blood, always has been and is a way of life. And I really want to share my creative projects with you. Just under 20 years ago, I began New England Curiosities, a tour and event company based in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And it's given me the opportunity to connect with so many people. And for the past 15 years, I've been serving the seacoast of New Hampshire as a metaphysical instructor and reader. Two of the things on my path that I've committed to are helping to empower spiritual seekers and to share stories from and with curious folks. I know that community is powerful and we can create so much together. One of my projects is Wicked Curious Radio, a radio show that asks, you are wicked curious, aren't you? And also The Woodland Alchemy, which is a film that brings its viewers to a place of imagination, the unknown, and the mysterious. If you would like to help keep these projects afloat and keep us moving forward, you can check us out on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Wicker, you can find all of the magical things that we are doing. You can check out all the different levels of subscription and join us on our journey. So again, it's patreon.com slash Wicker, R-O-X-I-E-Z-W-I-C-K-E-R. And we thank you so much for joining our curious journey. Welcome back to Wicked Curious Radio. I am Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities. You can find us at newenglandcuriosities.com. Of course, you might be watching us on Facebook Live. Maybe you're listening to us on anytalks.net. Or if you're listening to us in podcast form on Buzzsprout, iTunes, or SoundCloud, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss another Wicked Curious episode. So uh, this Friday, um, Ken's working, but I will be going down to uh, the Waterfire Center in Providence for the Spring Witches Night Out Market, which um, I'll be doing a presentation at, and I'll also have some books for sale and some 
uh, New England curiosities type some things. goodies you bring goodies, down um, some gravestone art and uh, other things that you can check out and I love that it's a night market because the hours are for me from Good 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> so anything that's afternoon time I'm a big fan of there you and go. this is way afternoon time yep so uh, if you want to check that out again, it's Friday the 13th. Nice. What is the Water Fire Center? What is that facility? Water it's fire. in Providence. Yeah, but what is it? So they do you, do you know they do the Water Fire? Have you heard I, of this? I do, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm curious, because I've never gone down and seen it. But. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. We were down there. We, there we just happened by on it. It's like yeah. a canal with, it is. with fire pits in there. Or something, yeah, something. and yeah. they have uh, fire dancers and performers uh, yeah. and boats. Okay. and. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, it's really incredible. It's Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's and do they have an annual event, or is it? Do, are they doing that all year long, or what are they doing? It's 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 the um, the main event is an annual event. Although um, I think it was last year they had like a smaller. I don't know if it was like ramping up to it or something. So there were a couple last year, but now they actually have a water fire center down there. So it's like a exhibition hall and things. Oh, nice. So yeah. yep. and it's it's all been part of the revitalization of Providence as well, and finding another way to mm-hmm. bring people to the city. So um, I'm really excited. I haven't it's hung out in Providence for a while. Quite a sight to see in it's the middle a great of the city. Town. Like I love. Providence. It oh, is yeah, it's, it's very it's vibrant. Nice. It is. Where the calamari roam free. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Good restaurant, huh? Yeah, there's um there's a Rira's that is in um the basement of one of the buildings in Providence, and you go behind to go into the restaurant. This huge red velvet curtain, to, purple to be curtains seated. and red curtains. Oh, it's yeah, it's very it's, gothic and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's not very Irish pub. It feels very like Lovecraftian to me. Uh, well, but come on, come on. Uh, I yeah. am Providence. I mean, that's him. <laughs> yeah, it's only on his grave. Right, Lovecraftian. I like that. Yeah, well, it's be Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just. Like someplace you would hang out, you would think. Oh yeah, someplace I would hang out. Yeah. It was it was awesome. So um, so I'll be down in Providence Friday the thirteenth. So you can come by and see me if you're in that neighborhood. And there'll be there's other events that are coming too. So you can check those out um on our Facebook page or again on our website. And um, I did just send out uh, the Million Curiosities newsletter on I think it was Thursday. God, all the days run together. And um, I did the preview of our new Oracle deck, which we are mm-hmm. getting closer and closer we are about um god i don't know 48 days to launch 49 days we'll till we launch it what do you have on tuesday night that my girlfriend and the daughter are going to <laughs> <laughs> our uh our seership circle so it's yeah, divination seer, night yeah, yeah. so it's all about growing your intuition communicating with spirits mm-hmm. talking to your guides that type of thing um yeah she was pretty excited because not only did she sign up she sent an email she's like i just want to make sure that you saw that i'm coming yeah. so yeah. um so she'll just come back and tell you about the ghost that we conjured. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> who do we contact tonight? Yeah, yeah. who do we contact tonight? And um, and Sarah will be there, and um, a few uh, other folks are joining us for our seership circle, which is, yeah, tomorrow, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Sold out? Uh, pretty close. I think we've got maybe a, a couple of seats left. We, we Every month, we've, it's been growing and growing and growing, which is great. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so a couple of seats left. You can get those at newlandcuriosities.com if you want to join us. It's incredibly affordable, too. It's like $20. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, not going to break the bank, and we always have a lot of fun for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah. Oh, Sarah, you're so funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
So, um, so yep. So uh, keep in mind, our Kickstarter is starting to come together. I've actually logged into Kickstarter. I'm starting to build our page, and probably my hope is um, by April 1st, you'll at least be able to see um, the Kickstarter page for uh, the Mentor Mori mm-hmm. Oracle. So the page will actually go live, so you can get some previews of that. And we're um, we're going to be working, of course, on a video for that too. I'm sorry, Jen. I know. I wish you could be there. You're always there in spirit. Right. I know. <laughs> That's okay. We'll we'll see you at Crystal Circle next Monday. Which I think is, the, yeah, next Monday. So we'll see you there. It's okay. Yep. So there's the Memento Mori Oracle, 58 Oracle cards based on New England gravestones, monuments from some of our um, most historic and beautiful burial grounds, such as um, Mount Auburn, um, Forest Hills, uh, even in Portsmouth, Point Old of Graves. Hill make it there? Of course, Old, Old Hill made it there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. There's yeah. a couple of really good ones in yes. there. Um, so you can uh, follow our journey on that, and it's just it's really just so exciting and so beautiful. I can't wait to get it in my hands to start using it, and um, I'll have classes and things. If you want to learn how to use it, you actually come and learn from me um, to figure out how to better divine right? these, these yeah. messages from beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes, Jen. So don't worry. I know we'll we'll, we'll see you when we play with our with our crystals. So um, that is uh, that's our. Earth Ancestors Stone Circle, where we talk about crystals, and we also talk about where you can go and mine your own crystals, mm-hmm. where to find them on the side of the road, like how to you know get kind of crystals in the wild. What to look for? What wild you, crystals. Wild crystals. Wild cut. It's like salmon. <laughs> wild cut. Wild cut crystals. You kind great. of uh, mentioned it when we did the segment on the moon, full yes. moon tonight. Yes. You kind of mentioned, you kind of started down the road. What are some simple things that people can do tonight to take advantage right. of the full moon and oh god are there any uh, little rituals or well, when you, it, you said pull some stones out and moon water you said moon water yeah explain that concept to me so <laughs> i was like what are you talking about no no um yeah. i have a pretty good idea i think do i know tell. what it is but well so the novices it's from the so yeah. um there is just ask you to keep your mind open if you're not predisposed to believe in this because I'm going to get a little weird on everybody mm-hmm. now. Um, no. So stop it, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a belief in different types of water that's out there. So um, if you are using river water and you collect river water, like if there's a favorite river that you go to or there's one by your house. So um, river water is a thought to help you get over obstacles. Because the river it's water, what a river does, yeah, yeah it, yeah, it takes the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking to move past obstacles, then collect some river water. Um, if you are looking for stability, then you would collect lake water because lake water is all contained. If you are looking for um, transformation or healing or release, then you would collect ocean water. Mm-hmm. So when and we've talked about it fifty thousand times, um, when Ken and I will go out on a vacation and we find a really special place we'll have a mason jar and we collect the water and we'll label it the date and the place we have jars of water from everywhere in the fridge yeah, yeah. I, I look like a moonshiner i say it all the time i look like <laughs> you open up my fridge and i like nothing to drink but plenty of moonshine there's there's, gotta, there's some basis to this though because mm-hmm. water is affected by its environment it, even just from mm-hmm. an energy standpoint right you you run 
water over rocks in the Merrimack, for example, mm-hmm. you know, coming down to Merrimack, it's gonna it's gonna be charged in a particular way. Right. Exactly. All the things that it interacts with mm-hmm. and picks up along the way. Exactly, and yeah. that is the exact theory behind it. Yeah. And now you take that water in whatever container it is. So you, it wants to be in a clear container. We usually use glass. Try not to use plastic. Mm-hmm. And we'll take it and we'll put it under the full moon, so it has that full reflection of energy in it and then what you do with that moon water is so um i've made like oils and um sprays and things like that which i'll be bringing with me to providence and i'll like anoint my divination tools like my Mm -hmm. deck or um you know my pendulum or my stones to have a deeper connection with them to use them for whatever i'm intending to use them for um i'll do sage spray with moon water i'll just infuse some sage and then add the moon water if i want to clear a space um and it's just it's really simple stuff a a smoke free way to do it put it in a sprayer well because a lot of people you know you can't walk into your work with you know a flaming thing of sage (laughs) no not usually (laughs) but just a little you know a little yeah. little moon sage water is great. Bottle and right. There you go. Yeah. It because what like has it. a more epic impact on water than the moon? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I know it sounds kind of strange, but yeah. So that's one of one of the things that I do. Um, typically in the summer. And by the way, we all know the effect yes. for people on you know just being on the beach, or by the ocean, or by a lake, or by a mm-hmm. river, being by water. Mm-hmm. It affect it affects your mood. It affects everything. It really does, yeah. and, and it's 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 a way to at least I think for me and, and a lot of people that I work with, it's just a way to calm down and to get some focus. And um, even last night, Ken was showing me some videos that he had taken of the waves um, when we were up in Kennebunk. And oh I yeah, was, I went to yeah. Goose Rocks Beach yesterday yeah. and just took some video of the waves coming. In. It was it's just, hypnotizing, it's soothing it, yeah. just to watch the video, yeah. let alone to be there. So but, and the energy is so different. I mean, I mean, I loved. I had friends with lake houses as a kid, and you just love to go up on the weekend, just mm-hmm. sit on the lake because it's just so calming, and, mm-hmm. and you know. And I love the ocean because just the energy and mm-hmm. just you know. So now you take a little jar full of that water and yeah. you have it. You know, label mm-hmm. it, and you can even you know when you pull the jar out, you'll be like, well, I remember when I was there and how I felt. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a really nice way to push the reset button. Emotional tuning. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to just to go out and stand in the moonlight when you cast your shadow on the ground. Um, that's another way of you know feeling that energy. Um, I'll you'll find me in um, Newcastle, the Great Island Common, which there's the lighthouses that are right there, and right. You're, you're right out on the water. Um, and I'll just I'll stand there and just let the moon rise out you know outside in the environment. And I try to do it on a, you know if the tide's outgoing, just to visualize pulling anything that doesn't serve me back out uh, into yeah. the ocean um, or if the tide's coming in then what is it bringing to me what sort of energy or focus is it bringing to me so I use the the tides in conjunction with the moon and then the moonlight as well so it's it's kind of the same idea when you put your crystals yeah. out under the moonlight is just to give them a fresh spark of energy if you find that you can't connect with them or you want to infuse them with an intention um, I usually just take a silver platter to reflect the light of the moon and put my stones on there. Sometimes I'll put my jewelry on there and just kind of give it a, a little moon fresh bathing. charge. Yeah. 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 yeah, some moon bathing. Yeah, kind of like they <laughs> used to do in the uh, the Adams family. That's right. you know they'd that's me. The they'd have the the big the big foil. <laughs> <laughs> they go up on the roof and they do the moon bathing. That's great. But there's really something to that. There I know is. it sounds crazy. You know, capture well, some of that energy. So much of your modalities deal in that kind of emotional tuning and, mm-hmm. and emotional resetting and refocusing and mm-hmm. and. Even as you talked about it, you address the skeptics, you know, keep an open mind. 
that aspect of it is real and mm-hmm. obviously you know can help people if they can just learn to attenuate their mind mm-hmm. and, and their emotions mm-hmm. yeah. and it's it's doesn't take rather than oh. swim in them true yeah and it doesn't take a lot i mean it's it doesn't cost anything it's all around us so you know even if you just go in your yard yeah you, you know you don't have to go to the beach it's mm-hmm. nice it's nice to go to the beach but oh, even yeah. in the in our backyard you no, know the, it's, take, take it's one right of the there. plastic chairs out sit down and watch the moon for 10 minutes right you and know, see how and you feel take that 10 minutes out you know mm-hmm. and yeah and put the phone down and just just sit there and just be. And we I th- love it in the summer. We sit out and you listen oh, to the crickets and right? you, know, you oh. listen to the you know leaves rustle mm-hmm. and watch the moon and mm-hmm. you know it's just just I mean, reset. Yeah, I mean even in the city, there's going to be a place where the moon reaches you. So yeah, you sit up in your yard in the park. Well, you, something. you get a good moon tonight. I don't care where you are. Yeah, <laughs> it's every. It's you got cloud. You got clouds and everything, but you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can see the moon, you're going to get a benefit tonight. Oh, absolutely. You can put your water out there, crystals. Yeah, what, you know, whatever whatever it is that you have. And even, you know, even when the moon, um, our living room faces the moonrise in the back of our house, we have this cemetery and we have the old stone wall from the farm that of was there. Of course you do. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's really, it's right there. Yeah. The cemetery is right there. Since you put um, your victims. Stop telling people that. It's a secret. Did you, did you buy the house because it had a cemetery near it, or is that just a happy coincidence? I, I know they had actually mentioned, are you, are you going to be upset because there's a 19th century cemetery in the backyard? And I'm like, no, it's totally nope. fine. There's yep. 13 Stats people that are there. So. They didn't know who they were talking to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Little did they know. Yes. So uh, one of the things, too, that I notice is when the moon shifts to the backyard, it shines through our red oaks. We have oh, it comes we have right tow- through the trees. Towering red oaks oh, yeah. in our backyard. I, I don't know how old they are. Yep. And just looking at the shapes in the trees is very meditative. And yeah. Again, kind of connecting to the earth type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Katie has a question. Oh, we have a question. <clears throat> we have a question. Um, was there one powerful moment in particular you experienced soon after a full moon that related to your full moon intentions? Well. Yes. Yes, Katie, and um, I, I've mentioned this story before, and it's it's a very, very strange, strange thing, um, just to, to try to encapsulate it in a nutshell. So I was actually on my way um, to a workshop. This was probably, oh, I don't know, probably 10 years ago at least. And um, it was a workshop uh, about the moon and about um, moonology and moon goddesses. And um, I was going through a lot of stress at that time. And I was trying to figure out what can I do to be more connected and to be more joyful, like just to find happiness in the small things. Because I was really overworked and I just I couldn't couldn't find those moments in my day. So we went and we did our gathering and talked about the moon and all of that and on the way home uh, in our street and we live in a pretty congested little neighborhood we're in um, World War II military housing so all these little tiny houses on the street Mm -hmm. and there was a beautiful white rabbit that was running down our street towards us in the middle of the street with a silver crescent moon um, on the side of its face and we couldn't find a home for it nobody claimed it and as a marking it had a a silver crescent moon a silver crescent yeah, and, um, and blue eyes. And beautiful blue eyes. Wow. Which is pretty rare. Yeah, so uh, a silver and white rabbit, and we, we try to find a home for the rabbit, and like nobody nobody claimed the rabbit. It was just like this mysterious rabbit. Um, on, my, on my altar at the time, I had a um, 
card of the goddess Diana, who mm-hmm. is a moon goddess. And um, I had noticed, but on the card at her feet was a rabbit that was mm-hmm. very silvery. And um, I had other things on my altar that related to moon stuff, like moonstones and other symbolisms. And uh, we ended up keeping the rabbit, and um, we ended up, I named the rabbit Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, um, of course. which yeah. is not only from Frosty, but it was a rabbit that came up out of nowhere. And immediately, like, you couldn't come home from work and not be joyful when he looked at the rabbit. The rabbit yeah. was just always happy. He was litter box trained. He was yep. super sweet. Like, friendly he was guy. super friendly. He just, just wanted to hang out. Life. Just showed and, up in my life. And happy and joyful was yep. definitely how he was. Within an hour of us working with the moon. And yeah. he had a moon on him, and he was on the card that was on the Yeah, you altar. can't deny the timing of this. Yeah, Just wow. right after that. Yep. So um, he was with us for um, about five, almost six years. And it wasn't like, you know, we had to chase him to get him. He, oh, no. He no. was just sitting there. Got really? Out of the car. He got right in the car. I walked up to him. He got he, in the car. Well, Ken, well, Ken, Ken put him in the front seat, and yeah. he just sat there. Yep. Yeah. I like, mean, okay. I got out of the car. I walked up to him. He just looked at me. Yeah. I what took went, you so long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I petted him to make sure he was cool. Totally cool. I just scooped yep. him up, put him in the front of the car. And it was... It, I you draw really, these things, don't you? I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm open. I tell I'm just open. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I, she get a lot of these stories where she'll do something magical like that, and then this happens. But that's, this comes in. that's a life lesson, too. You know, about, you know, you can go to The Secret, who plays on this a lot, or any of, the, any of these modalities. It's just opening up, and just this stuff comes to you. You, mm-hmm. you attract this stuff. And people think it's silly, but it's not, because you tune into it. Well, I, I, or whatever I, vernacular you want to use. <laughs> I think yeah. just not having an expectation of what it's going to look like when it shows up. Like, you know, I wasn't specifically sitting there, you know, send me joy and a rabbit. Like, send me a rabbit. Yeah. yeah, send me a rabbit. Just send yeah. me some happiness and joy. And I was just like, send me something so every day I can have a little bit of joy in my life. Nothing against you, Ken. <laughs> yeah, you know. But no, like, you the just... The honeymoon's over, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't you know, want the wrong impression to come across, but it was no, no, just no. like... You, you, he was always just happy. And yes. um, when you came home and I let him out of the cage, he would do a figure eight around your feet yeah. and he'd nibble the back of your shoe. T- yeah. And that was his way of saying, Hello. hey, I like you. Yeah, he'd pull yeah. on your pant leg because he wanted you to chase him around the yeah. world. Yep. I mean, and that was, I couldn't think about a bad day. I couldn't feel the stress because here, here he was. And I know, you know, people have huge connections to animals, but here's one that was in the middle of my street. An hour after we were talking about the moon, and yeah. it it totally worked. I mean, it was totally right there. So, um, Katie, that was, I mean, probably the strongest moon magic experience I've had. And there, there's them. been a lot yeah. of others. But the other end of that is we talk about your attracting things and being open to things. The other end of that is recognizing it when you see it. Mm-hmm. Because yep. people would go through that and ask for joy, and they have a certain picture of what it is, and they're looking around, looking around, and it's coming up. The signal, the signs that they want, mm-hmm. what they're looking for is there. They're just not tuned into it because they they're looking it. for something else completely. And I think that's one of the it's things. It's not what I thought. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always trying to teach people is be open to it in any form that it shows up and have an awareness when it shows up so that way you don't miss it. Right. I mean, we, we... Yeah, because you certainly weren't universe send me a rabbit. No. But this is how it showed up. It was great. No, I mean, and we... we and it was a great gift. In the, the end, it was a great gift guy, yeah. that a, a lot of other people would have overlooked. 
Oh my god, I was yeah. I mean, for like the next month I was just so full of gratitude and every every day I was just like, you know, thank you for this, thank you, in mm-hmm. my own way. And you, we couldn't have missed it. We turned the corner. Our, I mean, there's the our, white thing in the road. It's it was, dark out. It was sitting right in the middle of our street and there was nobody around. Mm-hmm. It was it was ten o'clock at night. Yeah. And they're like we had no choice but to stop. Yeah. And even with the car pulling up, he just sat there. He didn't like turn around and bolt. No, so I'm he like, didn't. I'm gonna go out and check this guy out. And Ken just scooped him up and onto the floor he went and he didn't try to get out of the car. No, nope, but patting him and So it's um it's it's funny how things show up and I think the moon is, you know, dare I say a great gateway just to see how we are connected because if you're already noticing the moon, if you're already sitting and connecting with it, then there's there's something that's calling to you. Whether you can put um, a description on it as to what it is. Yeah. But know that there's there's an energy that's there, and you can you can build upon that. And it's not um, it doesn't matter you know what spiritual path or what religion you're right. at. It's still it's still an energy, and it's something that's up there. And there's just so many countless ways that you know we interact with things in our world, and sometimes we don't realize that there's a deeper meaning available to yeah. us. And it's not trying to to make it serve us, but it's trying to connect with that and understand what it can teach us about ourselves and the way we view the world. Yep. It, this story for me, and it's kind of, I've always loved the moon and I've always been stopped by it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, beautiful moonrise or full moon mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh, through the clouds, it's like mm-hmm. always, oh, wow. And you, you pause for it. When I bought the house on Plum Island mm-hmm. and it was, I just closed on the house and I'm there by myself and it's like two or three days later and I'm a little worried because, you know, I've extended. Mm-hmm. For this house a little bit, you know, you're a little freaked out, <laughs> sure. right? Yeah. And it's a full moon rise. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see the moon rise. And I walked out there, and to my surprise, there are other people on the beach. And this was this moon rise wasn't right after sunset. It was like eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. I said I'm gonna go out. So I went out, and there are other people standing there waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And I remember the moon came up, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And then from behind us, at the houses that are on the beachside, it's like people are applauding, and you hear the oohs and ahs. Wow! And it's like. All right, you know, I'm home. This is good. You found That's it. That's great. Yeah, it's just you like that it. moment where, like, you knew you were in the right you know, place. Mm-hmm. Everybody's here, and, you know, this is a cool thing. So, on a monthly basis, this is kind of one of those little reminders. You step back and you go, okay, everything's good. That's yep. great. Good. Everything's yep. healthy. We're, we're okay. We're still alive. Yep, we're I'm paying doing the bills. Great. Everything's good. <laughs> yes. I'm doing great. Yep. But it, isn't it funny how it shifted your perspective from worry yeah. about did I make the right choice to. Nope, there, there's my confirmation right there that I made the right choice. Yep. And there's there's a comfort to be garnered from that. And again, it doesn't matter you know, what else you believe. Just those little things are just, they're so yeah. huge. They're but so whatever's on your mind, all these little things that are on your mind, if you're standing on the beach and that moon's coming out of the water, you know, you just you drop all that stuff for mm-hmm. a while. And you that, do. Those are exactly the moments you should be looking for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it think takes we, it takes a planetary body moving <laughs> in this case, but still they'll do it. But that's, yeah. our, but that's yeah. that's there's something within that to let you know that there is yeah. something else that's out there that we're not. It's it's we're, it's just not this planet. There's something greater. Yeah. There's something bigger. There's something more. Yeah. So what the hell are you worried about? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Making I think it happen. Well, and I I think for um, a lot of my students that I teach, whether I'm teaching them um, tarot, oracle cards, or any form of divination, I'm I'm always telling them that the best thing to do is to do your readings on the full moon. Right. So when you're you're feeling challenged, or when there's you know when there's something going on in your life, and you need to hit that reset button. 
you know, sit down underneath the full moon and pull some cards. Or, you know, if you can't do it under the full moon, do it in your house and just focus on that moon energy and see what it has to say. I mean, divination, you know, classically, it's the it's the voice of the divine. Mm-hmm. And whether it's giving you confirmation or connecting you to your higher self or something that's greater, again, whatever you ascribe it to. Right. Sitting underneath that that full moon and being in that energy when everything's being reflected back at you. Yeah. Think about what that means for divination. So if there's something in your life that you can't see or you need clarity on, then you're using that energy that's automatically in the ether and you're getting these messages and transcribing that. Yesterday, um, I had a, a circle in Kennebunk, that's why we were up there, mm-hmm. and um, I had brought a deck of cards. A lot of people there hadn't even used cards before. And they were like, oh my God, like, I can't believe, like, mm-hmm. one woman turned over a card and it was, um, the, the image on it was blackberry pie. And she's like, I haven't even thought about my grandmother's blackberry pie. Uh, and wow, she's amazing. like, no, yeah. that's, I have to think about that. That was her thing. She's yeah. like, oh my God. Like, and it meant something. And to it, her. Oh, just, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. So think about what other layers that you can do. I mean, feasting under the full moon, it's yeah. great. You know, you've got that natural light. There's so much that you could do. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's ceremony and it's ritual and it helps you. Because the higher self, you talk about the higher self and it's described in different modalities, different ways, mm-hmm. modalities, different ways, is that it's just that moment when you get it. All those worries, all those fears, everything you're dealing with is your mind mm-hmm. standing six inches in front of your face right. and blocking everything else. Mm-hmm. When you can get around, when you can look around what your mind, all the fears the mind's are generating for you, and just get to who you are, mm-hmm. not what your mind is screaming at you. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! That's that's what you're trying to attain. And the better you get at being able to do that, mm-hmm. the more, the better things are going to be. Right. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I I completely completely agree. Yeah, because um, your little reptile mind is just. In your face, screaming at you all oh, day. Oh, 24-7. Yeah. Fight or flight, and yep. it's just, oh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. 80,000 thoughts a day. Yep. It's just, yeah. It's, and too many people think that's who we are. That's not who we are. It isn't yeah. who we are. Yeah. But we sometimes we lose a sense of who we are because we're so trapped in our head. Yeah. Um, Katie has another. Katie's got the questions today. Oh, mm-hmm. Katie says, can loved ones who have passed on communicate through divination, especially during the full moon? I've had an interesting experience, she says. Well, one of the things... Um, this is what you do. Yeah, but yeah, oh, my God, this is like, yeah, this is like a five-hour show here. Um, one of the things that I tell people is to ask for uh, your ancestors or those who have crossed over to speak to you directly through the cards. So you can turn cards over specifically, you know, if it's your grandmother that has passed, to ask for her wisdom. And usually what I'll tell people is to take out a picture or an object that connects you to that person and then turn the cards over. What would your advice be in this particular situation? So again, the more specific you can be, the the better your results will be. So um, of, of course, during the full moon, everything is just amped up uh, a little bit more. And it's, again, one of the best times for divination. Um, one of the other things you can do too is, you know, make her her yeah, you know, I'm saying her using um, you know the grandmother as the example. You know, make their favorite food or you know uh, something that they really like to drink or put on their favorite music, and then again try to connect with them. Anything that you can do to boost that signal, and um, you know what would what would their advice be? Get outside of your head and allow that energy to come through. And when you're done, always say thank you. You know, always that gratitude for the energy that they manifested to communicate with you. So yeah. Yeah. 
Oh. We've got a lot of work to do tonight. Right. And always just remember, traveling, just just reiterate, yeah. when you're traveling, take a jar with you so you can <laughs> grab some water somewhere, lake, stream, river, ocean. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worth it. That's why there's things always clanking around in the trunks of our cars. Right. <laughs> That's why we have, we have one very large trunk we travel with. <laughs> um, but, of course, you can find us at New England Curiosities. Um, feel free to, uh, you know, keep listening. Send your questions. We love questions. Um, but feel free to connect with the energies that are around you. The moon's up there, and it's, you know, if you can't get to the ocean, it's in your backyard. Find a way just to, to find that little moment of connection and to clear your mind and get a fresh start as, you know, as we move into the spring and all the energies that are bursting forth. And uh, you'll find that it really is just just a, a great way to come back to center. Mm-hmm. So for Ken and Lou and for myself, thanks for listening this week to Wicked Curious. And we'll be back next week. And don't forget, stay Wicked Curious.